Hello and welcome to the only podcast that's all about Fort Meade, our community, and life in the military. I'm your host, Joe Nieves. And I'm your co-host, Sherry Kuyper, and you're listening to Fort Meade Declassified. Joe, I see uh, I see you got your jug of coffee over there. I do. What is it this morning? Oh, it's the same old, Sa- same old. Same thing. It's, yeah. It looks like an iced latte. Iced or? latte, always. Oh, vanilla? No, mocha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seems- I like that, that sweet and bitter combo. It always yes. wakes me up a little bit extra. Yes. I, <laughs> I've i also got my not quite jug yeah. of coffee with me today. <laughs> I don't know, Joe, with the, the weather, it's been getting colder. It's getting dark yeah. so early. I'm I'm tired, and you don't even know what day it is. No, I you Like had three to times me. I've corrected you this morning. Yeah. And you've yeah. only been here like a half an hour. I feel like we've all been through, we all go through that like all the time. It's like, what day is it? Yes. Well, and this time of year too, you know, um, we've been doing our resiliency series. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, about mm-hmm. the third or fourth episode we've done. And, uh, you know, that seasonal depression stuff comes in yeah. and, you know, it's like, I I cannot tell you how many times at like six o'clock at night, I'm like, okay, bedtime. And I'm like, yeah, it's only six. I'm like, wait a minute. How is it only six? And, uh. And yeah, so I've definitely been drinking the jugs of coffee in the yeah. morning. But speaking of weather, mm-hmm. we have what I think is some good news, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. updates to how we do our weather calls when the snow comes. Yes. Hopefully of- we don't get any snow this year, but you know, we're, we always get a storm or two yeah, at least. Yeah, we always least. get something, yeah. Yeah, and, and the good news is is I know a lot of times everybody would tune in at like 4, 4.30 in the morning yes. hoping for a, an update. And for some people, that really helps them because their commute starts that early. Well, yeah. and yeah. But for years, um, a lot of people have been like, that's also they got to get up early. Yeah. They got to listen. And yeah. they could be like halfway in or, yeah. or hearing it. And because we have commuters who come from other states. Mm-hmm. So long drives, but... Commander come out, came out with a new a new rule. Now we're going to be putting out the the weather information by I think nine nine p.m. Yeah. the night before the night prior. Yeah, which is okay. great. Which is great. Now I will say this: if there's like a surprise storm that hits yep. at like five or six o'clock and is going to cause a problem the next day, you might not get it till the next morning. Yep. But generally speaking, we're going to have those weather calls out at nine o'clock the night before. Yep. And He's kind of doing away with the the two hour delayed arrivals, three hour early dismissal. What uh, the colonel uh, Colonel Nyland, the garrison commander, is doing, he's attaching a time to it. Mm-hmm. So early mm-hmm. dismissal, three o'clock, delayed opening at nine a.m. What mm-hmm. have you? Yeah. Um, with teleworking and that we've been doing for years, we kind of don't need to have a snow day, yeah, per se. But liberal leave or unscheduled leave uh, will still be available. Mm-hmm. So even if you are home and can work, but maybe like Joe, you've got a couple kids that might be home for a snow exactly. day. It might yeah. just be easier to it's, take us some unscheduled yeah. leave and, and take the day off. Uh, so that is still available. But very excited because for the majority of what we deal with here at the fort, we're looking to make those calls at 9 p.m. the night before we know a sto- snow event yeah. is coming through. And 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 keep in mind too, because for those of us who make those early commutes, the commander is still and the team is still going to be looking at the weather throughout any kind of system. So, like, let's say we make the call Tuesday night at nine, we're still going to be monitoring the weather into the morning. So we may make another call by 4:30 in the morning, so that way we adjust fire and people can you know, replan their commute accordingly. So just just remember to stay tuned. We'll always 
provide you updates as quickly as we can. Yes. And when we and when Joe says adjust fire, we'll we'll never do a opening at nine and then in the morning say, Nope, we're going to open at our regular time. Yeah. So it would just be more to your benefit, I guess right. is the right way to right. say. So right. so for example, if at nine o'clock the night before we said, Okay, we're gonna open at nine AM, we do our um, we do our little huddle early, early, early in the morning the next morning mm-hmm. and find out, you know what, we can't open till eleven, for example then that's what would happen. It would never be like, oh, well, we're magically open or, oh, we've gotten rid of the two-hour delay. Mm-hmm. What we put in place at 9 o'clock will remain. We'll only add to it, I guess. Yeah. And so. we're hoping this will help everybody. Um, it'll make everybody's commute better because like we were talking about a few minutes ago, it's a tough time of the year to 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 do anything. So, And it's yeah. a pain to like have to wake up at 4.30 in the morning just to find out when you got to leave to go to work. Exactly. And yeah. so so you've, you've been hurt. We... we Totally, uh, that was totally, I think, taken into account, mm-hmm. and that's why we're mm-hmm. doing this. But there are some modifications to the the definitions of yes. like what early release and all that good stuff is. And Joe, you'll have that you have that up on the website, so everybody can just go to the website and check out what those updates are. Very minor. Uh, we don't want to dive too much into them here, but they are on the website, and you can review them at any time. But lastly, I think the most important thing, Joe, to where let's go over all the places people can get the weather announcement. There's people who are like, I can never find it. it. We literally put it out everywhere (laughs) and so many places every year. Okay. So let's, okay. First of all, so let's go down this. We got Twitter. Yeah, we have Twitter. We got it. We put it out on um, Facebook. Well, let me clarify one thing on Twitter because I know a lot of people used to use the 40404 oh, signing yeah. up for the, for the alerts. So Twitter did away with those alerts. But if you are if you have if you are logged into Twitter and you have an account just, and you follow our page, just click the bell icon and 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 click for notifications, and yes. you'll get a text message whenever we post about the weather or whenever we post anything. Uh, so be mindful of that. We will try not to spam you, but we will post whenever the weather is on Twitter, and you'll get those updates. The same goes for the. You'll find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Anytime we post a message, if you follow us, you'll get an update. Uh, we're going to post on Instagram, which mm-hmm. if you also click the bell icon, you'll yep. get updates. You'll get notifications that hey, you know Fort Meade posted something. If you go to the website, it will always be on the website static, all the definitions, but we'll also have the scroll at the top of the page, which will say today's weather and follow us for more on our social media, so-and-so. So you can always find that information there as well. We're also going to be pushing those notifications out to Digital Garrison so make sure you're logged into your digital garrison account too, and you'll you can get updates that way. But wait, there's more. There's more because in addition <laughs> to finding it on all the social media platforms, it's still going to be on those traditional platforms of the TV. So mm-hmm. like when I was mm-hmm. little, got up and watched TV to see if I had school or not. <laughs> so uh, the NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox stations in both the Baltimore market in the D.C. area, so it kind of covers everybody here. Yep. Uh, they all go out to those as well. Yep. So TV, several different social medias, website, digital garrison, we've got you covered. Yep. Um, and there's there's the call-in number, too. Mm-hmm. That was at 677-MEAD. You can call in in the morning and also get the weather update there. Mm-hmm. So 
pick one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you've got lots of great options. You'd almost have to try not to receive the information. Exactly, we put it out so many it, places. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I will say too, you know, with um, the social media stuff, know that that's where we're going to post it. So if you don't want to set the alert when you go to bed at ten o'clock at night, scan through our Facebook, scan yeah, through our Twitter, see what the update is, and go to bed knowing kind of what your situation is in the morning. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, hopefully everybody's happy with this. And also keep in mind, I will say this because a lot of people like to rag on us for the weather calls. (laughs) Please keep in mind that when we're making weather calls at the fort, we're considering people who literally work across several states, Mm -hmm. people who are coming from Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. West Virginia, Virginia, all throughout the state of Maryland, um, probably Delaware. I think we've got five states. Yep. That, you know, so, so yes, it may not be snowing where you're at. Just take the snow day. <laughs> okay. Just, just take it. Just be happy with it. Work from home that day, whatever. Yeah. But just please keep in mind that we have a workforce of over 62,000 people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people that work on the fort. And when the garrison makes the call, we are taking into account a lot of things. And also, you know, keep in mind, if you work for NSA or DISA or somebody else, you may have a completely different weather plan from your uh, organization. So that's another thing, too. What the garrison does, you know, is one thing, but NSA might say, well, you're all coming in. I don't care if there's 10 feet of snow. Yeah, always (laughs) consult with your supervisor just, you know, just to be safe, just to make sure everything's, you know, the way it's supposed to be. But always consult with your supervisor. Right, right. Just, yeah, just know know what, what your organization is doing as well. And um, just, you know, keep that in mind. Um, our goal is to keep people safe, keep the mission mm-hmm. going. And, and that's pretty much it. So uh, hopefully this is good information for folks. Hopefully this makes people happy to see what we're doing the night before. And hopefully... Uh, Hopefully the snow just bypasses us completely and this becomes a moot point. I don't think I'm going to get that lucky though, Joe. No. I I think by the time this episode goes out, we're probably going to have had some weather. Don't say that, Joe. This is going out in less than seven days. It's already on the list. I think it's already coming. Oh my gosh. I don't want to deal with this. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on to something something else equally useful. Our interview today, our continuation of our resiliency series, Mm -hmm. we're talking about substance abuse. Mm Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, as Joe and I said earlier, we talked, we kind of alluded to, you know, there's seasonal depression and things yep. like that. And unfortunately, some people do go to other means to cope that yep. aren't the greatest. Yep. And we are lucky to have great organizations here in the fort to help you get through that. And today we have privilege of talking to Samson Robinson from the Army Substance Abuse Program. And he's going to talk to us about how to stay resilient during this time of the year and any time of the year and kind of avoid those more nefarious ways of Hmm. coping uh, with, with depression or just issues in general that we all experience. Samson, thank you for being with us here today. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent, excellent. So I think when we talk about the holidays, we we, we worry about the holiday blues and stuff like that. But wh- what do you think are some ho- triggers for the holidays for like over drinking? Well, hey, the first thing I, I want to make sure that it's understood, you know, out there, what our intent is, our intent is always to share information, you know, mm-hmm. about the impact of overindulging in mm-hmm. any kind of aspect and the consequences that those things can actually have while we're trying to celebrate. And believe it or not, you know, you can celebrate safely, responsibly, yeah. and still have fun without overindulging 
in any kind of alcohol or drug use or mm-hmm. anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have this thing called mock drinks, you know. So, so that's one of the things. Yes, uh, but mocktails. More, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But one of the things to go back to your question, which I thought was a, a pretty good question about triggers. Mm-hmm. Well, so you look at the whole season, right? Yeah. And, and yes. for some people, it's a celebrated happy time. Yeah. But for some people, it's not. You know, and so you got to be aware of that whole, the whole picture that some people are experiencing or remembering certain things from in the past, right. things that maybe happened in their childhood or things of that nature, uh, some, certain things that could bring back uh, yeah. some bad, ill feelings. And then other people may have things that they can remember that was so happy during their childhood. A lot of people lost individuals, loved ones during yeah. this time yeah. frame. Yep. You yeah. know, so that's another concern. That could be, you know, a trigger when you see people get together and they're having so much fun and, you know, and don't think about, you know, individuals who don't have that family. Right. You know, yeah. and they see, you know, all people get together and having fun and, you know, and they're getting presents and open presents and things of that nature. And they only sit back and wish that they had a mom and a dad right. uh, things of that nature when they were growing up. We're talking about adults, not just young kids. We're talking about adults right. who were flirting back. You know, to when they were a kid and wishing that there are certain things that were, you know, in place. Yeah. Now, some people, you know, strongly, they, they associate a good time with friends, family, and sometimes they just overindulge in food and beverages. doesn't mm-hmm. have to just be alcohol or drugs. Right. You know, sometimes that could be a major problem, you know, as well. That somebody yeah. who has a serious situation going on that it could be or should be on a diet, but... That week, they doing the holiday time. It's real. They always kind of push it to the side and say, you know, we'll we'll do we'll deal with that later on. Yeah, holiday calories don't count. (laughs) Right, right, (laughs) right. We we know we know darn well they do, but but yes, totally get that. You know, but but keeping in mind that you know the holiday time could also be a trying time for for many people to try and push themselves to stay healthy. It could be a trying time for them to even stay. You know, when you're talking about the military, to stay mission ready. Yeah. You know, and people who are battling with substance, it could be a trying time for them to stay sober, you know, you know, as well. You know, so although some of us believe that, you know, this holiday is just a joy and joy and joy for some people, that, that is not the case. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think it's known too. you talk about uh, the holiday blues. Uh, some of the things you mentioned, Samson, like, you know, just depression in the holidays, uh, seasonal depression is a Absolutely. thing. And then you add the holidays onto it. So if you're somebody who's lost a family member or, you you know, when you've seen everybody else having a great time and then you're kind of having these feelings about it because that person isn't there for you anymore, you know, it can lead to a lot of this overindulgence that, that you're talking about. And, and I feel like, you know, what are some of those other contributing factors to that overindulgence or getting intoxicated or even falling off the wagon that you will over the holiday season. Well, thank you for asking that, Sherry. But th- one of the things to remember, you know, you know, in this, there, there is no one, there is no one thing, right. there is no one cause, right? You know, and whatever I'm going to say, just remember that this list is endless because mm-hmm. you know many yeah. people yeah. got many things coming from different directions, right. you know, in their particular lifetime. But we're just going to just kind of throw a couple of things out there, you know, as, as different things or kind of different, you know, for many people, different triggers coming from different directions, as I said earlier. So you got different, um, you know, you got some people who maybe have even what's called uh, unrealistic expectations. Mm. You know, they they are trying so hard to make something work, you know, to be perfect. You know, maybe it's the in-laws that are coming over, you know, uh, and maybe it's, you know, I'm dating this person. Their parents are going to come and meet them for the first time. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, that could be. Pressure, you know, yeah. on the individual, you know, so you look at some of those particular things that many times 
people don't really consider. You know, then then they overcommit themselves. You know, you know they oh, want to yeah. do this for this person, want to do this, they want to cook this, they want to bake this pie for this individual, and all of a sudden they find out that they're running out of time. Yeah. You know, that could be a stressful time, you know, as well. You know, little things that we see as very minute could be something major for individuals who want to get it right. Yeah. And who want who have those those serious expectations that everything is going to be perfect. It's got to be perfect, you know, type thing. So that could mm-hmm. be a, 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 a real contributing factor, you know, as well. And then when individuals start to partake in those unhealthy eating, yes. you know, so now you're back again to this eating yeah. thing, you know. So, again, I, I know it's about... Uh, celebrating the holidays, right. and I know we are really concerned about alcohol and drug, but we also got to be concerned about all the other things that yes. also come yeah. within that, you know, as well. And that's one of those other things. So the biggest thing during the holiday time, you know, especially if you have children, is finance. Mm-hmm. So right. now you got a major finance strain because although I got all these bills over here, I got to make sure this Christmas is the right. best Christmas ever. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and then you start... You start buying and paying for this and that because you want everything just, again, to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We're talking again about that over-expectation. We're talking about, again, mm-hmm. over-committing. And then right. you don't think about the aftermath. You're just yeah. thinking about that moment. You know, uh, then, you know, you get fatigued. You know, so you're talking about the emotions now becoming a major play in right. this whole thing. Yeah. You know, and those emotions don't always have to be happy emotions. You know, so we are starting now to really dig into, you know, the stressful piece of the holidays for some people. Right. So all of a sudden that happy side is kind of like pushed to the side. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so what you're looking at as a joyful side over here and this person over here, your next door neighbor, next door neighbor, man, they are going through some serious emotional mm-hmm. strains at this mm-hmm. particular yeah. time frame because now they're having these conversations that are not so pleasant conversation, you know, because of finances and things of that nature right. that, are, that are happening. And then, you know, maybe this person doesn't drink a lot. Maybe they don't drink at all, but they eat. They eat yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so now they're becoming unhealthy in that yep. aspect. You know, so there's so many there's so many con, con, uh, contributing factors, you know, to to this that you asked uh, earlier. Well, and is, and is it fair to say, because, you know, you do talk about the stresses, right? And and. We all have different variations of stresses during mm-hmm. the holidays, yeah. but the holidays are a joyful time. So, is it fair to say that even if even if my finances are in order and I'm avoiding the in-laws this year, but I'm having a great time at Christmas or whatever holiday I'm celebrating, is it fair to say that that can be a trigger for overindulgence too? I'm with my family, I'm with my friends, I'm having a great time. I mean, yeah. they're they're eating the cake. So even though I don't need to eat the cake because I'm the overeater type, I'm going to eat the cake because the holiday calories don't count. Are those also triggers that we need to think about? Because I think sometimes when people are happy, they don't think that what they're doing is an overindulgence. Does that does that make sense? Well, no, totally, absolutely. And, and I know you're going to say I'm going to go right back into that little corner again. We're talking about again social factors. We're talking about influencing by the the media, by your family, by the mm. social norms. You know that social factor is a major influence. Right. Yeah. So when you start thinking about what actually influences you, 
you can't kick out those social factors, right. just like you can't kick out the, the psychological piece that we spoke about, about memories and things of that nature as childhood. You know, those two yeah. things work together to influence us to do certain things, and you're absolutely right. So being around people who are doing the same thing, that becomes a norm. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, that escapes from your thought pattern that, oh, man, I shouldn't be doing this. And then you yeah. consider that maybe later on, but yeah. during that time frame. Because you, you want to have the fun too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not going to cheat yourself. So you deny all that and you're going to convince yourself, you're going to fool yourself mm-hmm. and believe in, oh, that I'm going to have fun, you know, too. Because yeah. I don't want to be oddball. I don't want to be the yeah. one that's not doing and everybody else is sitting there and I'm just sitting there, you know, like, you know, looking like I'm a, a log or something like that. Oh, no, I want some of that, too. Nobody yeah. has to know my story. Nobody has to know my situation. I'll right. deal with that later on. Right. right. I'm going to have Samson's uh, voice in my head saying saying that, you know, don't, you, you don't lie to yourself. You know that, you yeah. know, you shouldn't, you don't right. eat that yeah. piece of cake, Sherry. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> don't avoid that stuff. It's fine. <laughs> so let's say, let's say, for example, somebody is trying to stay sober during the holidays. What what can they do? Like, what can individuals do to remain sober? Because especially with alcohol, there's so much there's of that so, around this holiday. Yeah, there's so much temptation, holiday customs, so many things that push you in that opposite direction. Well, you know, that's a now that is an interesting question, sir, that you're asking, because we can't excuse the, the social factors again. Mm-hmm. And you want to, you know, you want to be aware uh, where you're at, who you're around. You're going to be aware ahead of time of what's going to take place, what's going to happen. You know, because I, I would say to a person that you want to involve yourself with things that doesn't include alcohol. Mm-hmm. You, you know, now you got to remember that this is only your responsibility. This is not someone else's responsibility right. to sit there and, 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 and not consume alcohol just because you are sitting there. You know, so you got to be aware of this and, and you got to kind of get to know yourself because if mm-hmm. you're not real keen with yourself, then if you're not really honest with yourself and you're sitting there and you, you, you're watching everybody around the table having their little drinks, it takes you back in your memory. Mm-hmm. You remember how it used to be, how it used to taste. Mm-hmm. You know, so the concern, you know, that people have about relapsing, it don't just happen during the holidays. A person right. don't relapse when they use. Right. A person relapses a long time before they use because it builds up. Everything's a process, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe I may associate myself with the people who I know are doing this and I don't do anything. So I start convincing myself now. So now I'm starting to to build my confidence up. Right. So maybe I may go someplace where I know they're going to do a lot of drinking. Right. And I don't do anything. I'm really convincing myself now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sitting around the table with all these people doing Christmas time. They're drinking. I'm convinced myself all this time back here. But you can Meanwhile, control it. I just concluded I can have just one drink and it's not going to bother me. Yeah. You know, why? Because I have been in these situations already. Mm-hmm. And so since I've been in these situations already, I know I got this. I'm strong. Mm. I can handle this one drink. And the next thing you know, that one drink turns around and have them mm. and they become right back on that same wheel and this process has to start all over yeah. again. You know, so I would say, you know, volunteer. You know, look for certain things that you can do out there that is, that, that doesn't have alcohol and, mm-hmm. and, and drugs, you know, anywhere related to it. Right. You, you know, you know, find different things. There's a lot of activities. Right. There's a lot of activities yeah. that are drug-free, alcohol-free, you know, that are out there, yeah. you know, that you can do. Uh, but you got to know whether you're ready or not. And if you're shaky, 
then I would say stay away from that whole right. scene yeah, altogether. Completely. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean that you're hiding. It just means that you're trying to build, you know, yourself and your wall where you can see it and it don't bother you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you got to keep in mind, you know, somebody can be driving down the road and see a billboard and, and see an alcohol beverage on the billboard and all of a sudden they start salivating again, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden this process is starting to happen in their head way before it starts to actually happen mm-hmm. physically. You know, so we have to be concerned, again, about those social, about the psychological, and then comes the physical uh, mm. piece of it. it. You know, so, yeah, th- those are some of the things that I would say that you do. You, you know, just kind of stay away from it. Look for things that are drug-free. Look for things to do that are alcohol-free. Maybe even, like me, I'm getting ready to retire, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I plan to do right now is every six months, I intend to add something new, something new again. To my list that I've never done in my life, nice. never knew it existed. Nice. You know, I want to know what the other people over here are doing yeah. and the other people over here are doing. If I just stay right here between these lines here, I'm only going to know what the people right here are doing. Yeah. Well, right. I want to spread out a little bit more. And, and so I'm looking to add different things. I'm looking to look up stuff and then try different things to see if I like it, see if it kind of fits me, see if I'm good at whatever it may be. Yeah. And if I do, I will add it to my list of hobbies, you know, so that might be you know, a good thing to, you know, start doing, you know, start looking at some of the things that you wanted to do in the past that you never did before. Yeah. You know, right. maybe look at some of the things that you, the hobbies that you saw people doing, or maybe even some of you used to do in the past before alcohol and drug took the place of those yeah. t- particular things. Yeah. You, you know, so I would say those are some of the things that I would, you know, put out there for individuals to consider like doing that. to yeah. stay sober. Yeah. I, like I want to follow your social media when you start going on these new adventures. Yeah. The adventures of Samson. I want to see you like skydiving and rock climbing and all that stuff all when that you cool retire. Stuff. I did the skydiving <laughs> thing. Well, I, I don't know if it was skydiving, but I think it was like, uh, what's that, bungee? Bungee, uh, bungee oh, jumping. Nice. Yeah, nice. believe it. No, that wasn't nice. I was so scared <laughs> I would never do it again. But, but you did it. But I you did. Really can yeah. say I did. did it. I cannot I did say it. that I did that. Now, you're talking about high risk. <laughs> That's a whole nother level. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have a question. Maybe you can shed some light on this. And, and I love your ideas of finding those other activities so people don't overindulge. Do you have advice for the people throwing the party? And what I mean is, say I'm having a holiday party. I don't know everybody's history. I don't know your history if you are recovering from alcoholism or or what have you. But I want you to come to my party, and I want you to feel like you're in a safe environment. What are some things that those party hosts can do? Is it limiting the alcohol? Is it having the mocktails and fake beverages there? What are things that a host could think about? To have a party to make sure that everybody's included and in a safe space. Well, I know that's you, the curveball, but it came, no, to, but it came asking, to me. But you're asking me, you know, so my, my biased response may be, you know, more in, in the line of don't have the alcohol. Alcohol free. Yeah. yeah. And you'll that, see. And that's, that, that's the obvious one, yes. And you'll see the limited people who will show up. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's a little light on your pocket. Yep. You know, and you still can have fun, come up with like little games, yeah. little yep. fun games and give yeah. like little prizes. You know, it doesn't have to be anything big, just, you know, just little fun, fun things. Right. Yeah. You know, you and if and if that's a big thing, then create, like you said earlier, some mocktails. Yeah, you know, maybe share. have a mocktail you know, party. And if you want to put a little umbrella in there in your mind to you think that it's a, <laughs> uh, one of those my wows on the island or something, I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, I, you know, do that, you, you know, but as a as a host. You want to be familiar with the people who are coming right. to your, your your party. You want to have some kind of idea, you know, because my, my big concern, you know, is if a person uh, 
overindulge mm-hmm. and they pass out. Well, this right. is my mm-hmm. concern, but they yeah. pass out. So everybody is supposed to breathe a certain amount of breaths a minute. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is only breathing two or three breaths a minute, something is wrong. Right. But if you're not checking on that person, your mindset is not there because you yourself might be under the influence as the host as right. well. Yeah. You know, and all kind of things are going on. So here's the scary part about this. You know, if that person is actually laying there passed out and they are not breathing properly, you know, and if you don't have some kind of knowledge that maybe that person had too much and they may go into yeah. a, uh, not just an alcohol coma, they could have gone into a diabetic coma. Right. And it wasn't the alcohol that got them to pass out. It could that they had enough yeah. to push them uh, to uh, a diabetic coma. And now they're laying there and you thinking they're sleeping it off. And, and they're not. It, it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a concern. And I just wanted to bring that up because I think, too, um, just food for thought for the people throwing the parties this holiday season yeah. and to be mindful and to, you know, you really can have fun without all the booze Yes, and, and to, to maybe consider that route, especially because you don't know who's dealing with what in your life. You know what I always lives, ask, yeah. man? I always ask, what is it you really want? What, what are you really looking for? Right. You know, you know, what do you, I mean, and you be honest with yourself. You say, if I'm throwing a party, yeah. what am I really looking for? And what mm-hmm. do I really want to happen? Because I can assure you, if you remove the alcohol you still can you get can it because whatever things. you're looking for, I can show you that alcohol is not going to give it to you. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, so that would be the first question that, you know, a basic question, but an honest question. Yeah. What do you really want? What, what are you yeah. really looking to accomplish right. here? What's yeah. the benefit? And, and then I think that would help individuals, even people who like to indulge in alcohol a lot. That might give them a different perspective right. and say, you know, I'm going to try this, this alcohol-free right. party and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And you find out that, hey. Hey, we discovered something. Yeah. Something new. Something new again. Something new, right? something fun. And yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, we talked about a lot of different things now, and we've, we've talked about different things we can do to have fun. So what other suggestions do you have to, to help us maybe survive the holidays? Well, like I was saying earlier, get involved in new activities. Yeah. Do something new. You know, something that you can remove alcohol out of the whole picture. You know, find things, you know, that can make you happy. You know, one of the things that I always say, you know, if I will, uh, I always say uh, to grown folks, think about uh, about the last time in your life, the last time in your life that you ever had so much fun that the serotonin in your brain just was released. Dopamine was flying high mm-hmm. before you ever, ever touch any kind of substance. Mm. And think about some of those things. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, and, and kind of take yourself back there because that fun is, didn't disappear. Yeah. You know, you just abandoned it. It didn't disappear. Right. You know, so think about some of those things and maybe even do some volunteer stuff that has, has where you are trying to help somebody else. Yeah. Because yeah. helping feel another good. person, yeah. yes. Helping someone else allows you to feel good. Right. Yeah. You know, and when you talk about emotions and things that are going on inside you, you also help the other person. You're not just helping yourself. Yeah. You know, so volunteering in, in that manner, I, I think, would be a, a, a super uh, thing to do. That would definitely, you know, even be a mentor. Excuse me, be a yeah. mentor to some young young person and, and, and try to teach them, you yeah. know, yeah. To, to stay away. And while you're teaching them to stay away from alcohol and drugs, you're teaching your own self as well. Right. You know, you'll be amazed at how all this ricochets, you know, when you're doing certain things to help another right. person in, in yeah. a certain kind of way. You know, if you get that mindset that you just want to save a life, you 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 you, you pretty much kind of got it, got it down packed. You know, so I, I, I just say the number one thing above anything else, I would say is self-care. Mm. You know, you got to take care of yourself. 
And you got to think about your health. Yeah. And if you don't do the self-care, you don't sleep right, you don't eat right, you, you know, now you are talking about a major issue. And then all of a sudden, alcohol might be your least concern now because you're not taking care of yourself on all different kind of levels. You know, so self-care, right. I, I think when you start thinking in that manner, uh, I think psychologically you start pushing alcohol to the side anyway. Right. You, you know, uh, I like to believe that, you, you know, anyway, uh, when you're talking about kind of staying away and staying sober uh, this particular holiday or any holiday time frame right. or any day. But you got to remember, sir, being sober is not just a holiday time. It's a yeah. whole year-round whole thing. Year round. You know, yeah. This is something that is an everyday thing. Yeah. And that's why you hear people say one day at a time, one day at a right. time. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, and, and the thing about that is is having some go-to person, you know, not as a crutch, but just somebody to talk to when you start yeah. feeling things and you start yeah. experiencing some of the things from the past that start bringing back different things. Mm. Sit down and talk to someone, you know, and express how you yeah. feel, what you're feeling. Not so much content about things, but you're feeling. Yeah. And when you can get those things out, I, I think that you will continue to be sober in, in a lot of aspects, you know. But yeah. this whole thing, we can turn this around and make it all fun. It doesn't have to be tragic and it doesn't have to be overindulging in alcohol. If you're going to overindulge in something, I would say overindulge in fun. Mm. Yeah. You know, just be fun. Yeah. Bungee jumping. <laughs> no, no, definitely not that. No, but I like what you said because I thought about something you said earlier, and I'm probably just going to just tell a little bit about myself. I, I'm a food person. I love to eat. Mm. But it can be an overindulgence. And when you're sitting here saying about sobriety is a year-round thing, and it, it, earlier when you were talking about, so I'm going to use my, my food analogy here, like, you know, I'll, be, I'll eat real healthy, right? I'll get through the holidays. I'll do really, really good. And then I'll do exactly what you said. I'll be like... Oh, yeah, I can have that cake. It's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. And then, like, later that night, half the cake's gone because I've overindulged because I thought, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I got through the holidays. If I can get through the holidays, I can get through anything. And it's not true because then, then you slip. And, mm-hmm. you know, and while, you know, and, and food indulgence could be just as je- detrimental depending on the severity as, as some yeah. of these other things. Yeah. But I think I love what you said about the sobriety and the whole one day at a time thing. Because, yeah, you get through the holidays sober, you're thinking you're doing great. And if I can do that, if I can get through New Year's and not have a drink, I can do anything. And then you have that drink. Yes. And then it turns into two and three. Absolutely. So I think it's just, I just thought it was a really good point that really deserves some reiterating that, you know, just because you get through something and that, that's great, but then you got to do it again. Absolutely. You got to keep doing it every single day. Absolutely. And it's, it's amazing that you, you said that because I always talk about uh, encouragement. You know, don't try to do anything big. Do something mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. And you're successful in it. It works out. Do something else right. small. It's successful in it. Then you start taking maybe just a little wider step. You're successful in it. You start building up your own self-confidence. Yeah. Because what can happen is individuals start to get restricted. Right. And then they start feeling limited. And right. they start thinking that they are inadequate to do certain things. Right. That they mm. can't do it without this substance in their system. And they start getting a lack of self-confidence and things of that nature. Well, they have to build up their own personal right. confidence. And that's part of that self-care that I'm talking about. Exactly. And, and the key yeah. thing is, is to get to know yourself again, get to introduce yourself to you. So if I'm sitting here with Sherry and she's having a drink and I know, you know that's making my mouth kind of water, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I need to t- remove myself. Yeah. I can't sit there and torture me 
because even right. if I don't do it with Sherry, I'm going to go later on now. I'm going to go have a drink, but I got to recognize my own weaknesses right. as well as my strengths. And if I'm not ready for this, then I need to know that within myself and not sit there and try to try to put on the front for Sherry or even try to sit there and try to fool myself and deny and, and go into this denial stage that I got this, I'm okay, you know, type thing. You know, that's why I say self-care to me is probably one of the biggest things to staying sober mm. is knowing and taking care yeah. of yourself. You know, it's, it's funny when you say it because I also because I go back and think as somebody who doesn't drink a lot, I always try to think too. I've become really very aware that I don't know everybody's story in the room, and when it comes Absolutely. to alcohol and, and things like that, that you know, a popular gift during the holiday season is a bottle of wine. I've really no, I've really gotten away from doing that because I'm like. I have no idea who I'm giving it to. I might bring you a bottle of wine and I have no idea that I could be handing it to somebody who's recovering or or what have you. So I I just, I kind of keep bringing it back to those of us who uh, do not have a history of alcoholism to be mindful of how we're acting during the holiday season, what we're giving as gifts and who we're giving it to. And even when we're throwing those parties to, to not have that big, focus on the alcoholic we do because i think you know because we should be supporters of people in the recovery or what have you well, i hope you don't mind me saying i'm well in my middle 60s and i never had a drink in my life i do nothing but have fun i mean i, I just enjoy every minute every moment you've you know, never had is. a drink in your never life. in my entire life have that's I ever amazing had a drink never had a smoke never got high never don't curse no nothing you know so that's I amazing. always that's, I always you are associated an myself with, with those individuals mm-hmm. you know and even in high school individuals knew not to do certain things around me yeah. especially yeah. if they wanted to hang with me right because it was my show you yeah, know because you were gonna put up with it and and that's the, that's the thing about it is that individuals want to fit. And I prefer for people to fit in my world. So if I'm going to come in your world, then you got to have things that fit my values. You got to have things that fit the things that I like and that I'm about. You know, anything outside of that, then I know not to even bother. So I don't have to go to every party, you know. And if I do go and somebody's drinking, I'm okay. It doesn't face me one little bit, you know, but you got to get there. Right. Yeah. And if you're a person who's been drinking a lot, you got to get to that point right. and you got to learn about yourself and you got to understand what your weaknesses and strengths are. And no matter how I word this, no matter how I put this about sober, yeah. I'm always going to come back to self-care and getting to know your own self. You know, because if you make it about you yeah. and don't make it about other people, then that's less strain and less stress that you got to be concerned about. Right. But when you start that's trying great. to make it about other people and you try to impress, do you know? Let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you know, you're aware that a lot of times people will do wrong just to save face with their friends? Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe they that. They would prefer to do wrong. Yeah. You know, and I asked this question from a few people, you know, here at Fort Meade, you know, when I do training stuff, and they some are very honest. Yeah. You know, I, I care more about what my friends think about me. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times yeah. when people know what's wrong, but they would choose to do wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry they know what's right, but they choose yeah. to do what's wrong. Yeah. You know, That's just unfortunate. to save face. Or, yeah. or yeah. go along with their friends. I think I'm probably guilty of going along with my friends, even though it's maybe not wrong. Like, it's not like robbing a yeah. bank or something. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm going along with it, even though I'm like, eh, I probably wouldn't yeah. normally do that. But, yeah, that's that's great. That's on me. That's not on them. Peer pressure is real and it's live. It's real. And and it's not a teenage thing. I was just going to say that's that's an adult thing, too. Yes, just look around you. Yeah. Yeah, Just Mm -hmm. look around you. You have to really look at yourself to understand yourself. And that's hard. I mean, I'm 24 plus a few, according to Francisco (laughs) Jameson. (laughs) But as an adult, like, (laughs) I like to think that I got it all together. No. 
I don't. And I have to really think about those things. Like you said, that self-care yeah. and, and having the people around me who reflect the type of person I want to be. I love that advice. That's that you got to choose you. you That's you, right. You got to choose you. And if you take your time and just be yourself, I, I assure you that you'll make the right decisions, you know, because you're not going to go against you. Yeah. And if you're right. going against you, you got a serious problem. Right. Alcohol is the least problem. If you're going to yeah. go against yourself, yeah. for somebody else, you're just going to just go against you and just do you wrong to satisfy someone else. Yeah. Then that problem is a lot deeper than just a, yeah. a drink or two. That was powerful. Yeah. I didn't know what, I didn't know what to ask after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was... That was great. That was great advice. And that was very, very powerful advice as well. Do you have anything that you want to add to this conversation? Anything you want to say to the people listening? Uh, the only thing I, I would like to say is, one, I, I truly appreciate this opportunity. Of course. And I, I know for the people out there, you know, these individuals in here, they just didn't know they were getting into when they called me. You know, <laughs> I kind of knew. I've dealt you know, with you because before. <laughs> I, I, I can talk, you know, I can talk, and but there's so many things that I just want to do to save lives. And if I can think of, you know, one thing to say, you know, out there, if all I had was one thing that I can actually put out there, is I would say choose you. You know, mm. choose yourself. And, and if you choose yourself, then I think that you will love yourself enough to protect yourself. You know, and you will always be yourself. And at the end of the day, when everything else is gone, all you got left is yourself. You know, but although you are with yourself and you're by yourself, you are never alone. And there's so many resources out here. You know, shucks, you can call me. You know, I'll be more than happy to sit and talk to you because all I care about in this life today is saving lives. You know, so call me. If you want my number, give me a call and I'll give it to you. Well, we... (laughs) You know what? I'm sorry. My number is, well, actually, you know, I, I'm really serious about you, you calling me. Seriously. Well, I'm going to give you my work number and myself because I, I, I'm for the holidays. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm here for you. And, I, and if you don't believe me, the only thing I can say is try me. My work number is 301-677-7983. And my cell number is 443-875-2087. Call me anytime. I'm here for you. I am here for you. So that was a great conversation we had with Samson. And I think something people should take away from a lot of that conversation is, is how dedicated some of the people we have who work here. You know, yeah. Samson giving out his phone number and telling you, you know, call him, you know, especially this time of year. Is, you know, there's there's a lot of resources out there. If you if you want to talk to somebody, there's there's always somebody available somewhere to talk to. You know, they have the national suicide hotlines. Right. And I, I think uh, when we do the po- the post show notes, we're going to throw some of those numbers in there Absolutely. for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's actually another great resource that is already available to our service members. Mm-hmm. So if you're on post and you've seen a lot of the construction going on at Coon Hall, um, that is um, a gift from the community. The renovation's a gift from the community to turn it into the education and resilience center and with that was the creation of ftmeadresiliency.org which is a website that has not only folks like Samson and Army Wellness and all the other folks we've talked to throughout the resiliency series but it also has resources not only on the fort but off the fort mm-hmm. so if you live in Howard County or you live in Prince George's County or you live in Anne Arundel County 
you can go to this website and find resiliency sources and not just mental health too. You know, if you want to take a yoga class or you want to go, you know, to find something fun for the kids to do. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a puppy cam on there that I've heard people talking about. So there are (laughs) all sorts of, of resiliency resources not just the mental health, behavioral health aspect. And so again, ftmeadresiliency.org. It's also on the community page for for the Garrison website. Mm -hmm. And then in the new year in January, you're going to start seeing big kiosks around. So like at Gaffney, at the one stop where you get your ID cards, uh, at the shop at over on NSA, some of the housing areas like Reese Crossing, and I think maybe Muse Forest, you're going to have this kiosk where you can go find this information, use a QR code, walk away with the information. Nobody has to know you're there. Nobody knows what you're looking at. But just know that that's just one more resource that's available to help you find whatever you need. Yeah. Yeah. And so this will be our last episode for the year this year, everybody. Oh, yeah. So, so we'll see you again in 2022, which is crazy to say. Yes. <laughs> but... We want you to stay happy. We want you to stay healthy. Reach out to us on social media. Uh, Reach out to us on the website. If you have any questions, if you want to talk, if you want to chat, if you want to share something and we could put it on a show or something, reach out to us, let us know. And we look forward to talking to you again and talking with you in the new year. A quick update about Reesgate and the Visitor Control Center. As part of the ongoing improvements to Reesgate, the Visitor Control Center will close December 17th to facilitate the move to a new location. Any visitors on December 17th should proceed directly to the gate inspection station at MAPES and 175. On December 20th, the VCC will reopen in a new location at Building 4215 on the first floor. ACP-1 at Rockenbach will be designated inspection lane Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. This includes box trucks, deliveries, vendors, contractors, and visitors. All days and hours of operation for residents and employees to use ACP-1 remain unchanged. ACP-4, MAPES, and 175 will continue to be the 24-hour gate and will be the inspection station for access after 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, and on holidays and weekends. For VCC services, such as weapons registration, out-processing, new and renewal badge requests, contact 301-677-1064. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as iTunes. We're also on divitub.net. If you search Fort Need to Classify.